P, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 15 of Season 3. I've got all the local sports talk you can handle right here, and I'll get you up to date on who is playing where and when and what the path to state looks like. As always, we start with what I saw in the past week. Last Thursday, I was in Girard to see the Pleasant Plains Cardinals beat the Athens Warriors for a regional title in straight sets. On Friday, I was at Rocket Booster Stadium to see Rochester beat Lincoln. Parker Gillespie accounts for four touchdowns as he continues to get back into the swing of things, returning from a knee injury and making the Rockets just that much more dangerous. Hoping for a quick recovery and return from Jack Sweeney, who left the game early in the first with a knee injury of his own. Rochester moves into round two and ends Lincoln's historic season. Great stuff from Coach Tilkowski and the Rail Splitters this year. On Saturday, I started in Rochester with the sectional title soccer game. The Rockets beat Champaign Central on a goal from Jack Reed. More on that team shortly. Saturday afternoon, I was in Williamsville where the Bullets ended their season to the hands of a good Tolono Unity team. Great season from the Bullets. The Rockets knocked them out in round one. Jumping into this week on Monday night, more volleyball. I was in Pleasant Plains where the Cardinals beat Macomb in straight sets. And then Illini West defeats Porta in three sets to set up Wednesday's title game. On Tuesday night, Halloween night, the 2A Jacksonville Illinois College Super Sectional Soccer Game. Rochester gets a goal from Landon Kutcher in the 27th minute. And the Rockets defense does what they've done all season long. Triad was ranked 15th nationally going into the game. The Rockets get the win and Rochester is headed to state. More on that with this week's guest in a couple minutes. On Wednesday night, I was back in Pleasant Plains where the Cardinals beat Illini West in straight sets to claim their third straight sectional title. Impressive stuff from a great coach in Denise DeFleur and a program that just simply wins. Also Wednesday night, Lincoln knocks off U-High for a big program win. Alright, what's coming up on Channel 1450? Well, let me catch my breath because here we go. It's a lot. On Thursday night, the normal U-High Pioneer soccer team plays in the 1A state semifinal at Hoffman Estates against Columbia at 7pm. If the Pioneers win, they play Saturday for the state title looking to follow up the girls' great performance last spring. On Friday, the Rochester Rockets soccer team plays Crystal Lake South at 1.30 p.m. at Hoffman Estates in the 2A semifinal. The winner of that plays the winner of Peoria Notre Dame and Burbank St. Lawrence on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. for the state title. Also Friday, Rochester's football team will host Cole City, the team that beat U-High last Friday night. That game will kick off at 7.30, so myself, Coach Clark, and Locke Sullivan can get back to Rochester in time for the game. On Friday night, also... The Lincoln Rail Splitters will take on Mascuda at the Taylorville Super Sectional at 6 p.m. for a trip to Volleyball State next weekend. Also volleyball at the 2A level, the Pleasant Plains Cardinals travel to Carlinville. They take on Breeze Modern Day for a trip to State next weekend as well. We will also keep an eye on Hartsburg Emden, who we have sectional title game highlights of from Wednesday night on Channel 1450. They will play Anawan on Friday at the Bushnell Prairie City Super Sectional for a trip to State on Friday. Busy Friday, so buckle up for Saturday. If U-High and Rochester Soccer both win their semifinals, the Pioneers will play for the 1A state title at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. The Rockets would play for a state title at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. All the state soccer is at Hoffman Estates, which is the worst venue for state in any sport in the IHSA. I'll save that rant for another day and keep this podcast positive. All right, Saturday football slate. Moreau Forsyth hosts Monmouths at 2 p.m. in the Class 2A playoffs. Also in the 2A playoffs, Athens hosts Redbud at 2 p.m. as well. At the 3A level, Olympia travels to Greenville. That game starts at 3 p.m. In the 5A playoffs, top-seeded Morris travels to Sacred Art Griffin. 
That game is Saturday at 2 p.m. as well. In the 6A playoffs, Glenwood travels to Oak Lawn Richards for a 2.30 p.m. kickoff. All those games between the 2.30 and 3 o'clock window. Thank you for that. So we'll get to as many games as we can and bring you the best coverage we possibly can. All right, looking ahead to state volleyball, which would be next Friday. If Plains wins this Friday, they play next Friday in the 2A semifinals at 1.30 p.m. While Lincoln, if they win at Taylorville on Friday, they will play at 4 p.m. next Friday. All right, that's enough from me. Let's get to this week's guest. My good friend and one of the best coaches I know, here is Rochester's Chad Kuchar. Oh, Ready? Anyway, yeah. Let's get rolling. Yeah, let's get rolling. Chad Kuchar joins this week. It is a very busy week. I'm glad you um, accommodated me. I really appreciate it because <laughs> I want to start with this. Man, when, you, when the clock hits zero for a state trip, the fun really begins because I can't imagine what these next 48 hours are until you actually blow the whistle to start the state semifinal game because it's got to be just pure chaos everybody wanting something you just pulling in a million directions so what, what are these next few days like for you <laughs> um well it's gonna be what's it, it's been a it's been a couple years since since we've done this but um it's gonna it's gonna be chaos like it's gonna be just like you said being pulled every way and and today's a good example like we've got parent-teacher conferences i'm having to try and reschedule you know these conferences we got to do practice today we're going to go to riverton for practice uh which they are awesome that they yeah i mean we're renting it but still like they're i talked to their ad on uh on tuesday or i'm sorry on monday and she is she is great like she just told me you know if you guys win you know it's we're we're done using it right now so you can have it and so yeah so that made it easy i don't have to worry about trying to schedule it i know it's there available we'll just you know we'll just pay the rental and and uh, we're good but but yeah, it's it's getting all the stuff into the IHSA, everything that they want on time. It's just there's 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 so much to do, and Jr's helped me out. He he's had a lot of that info put in for me already. In the past, I had to do it all on my own. So it, I mean, he he's he's definitely man. He's he's helping me out big time. But I'll tell you, it doesn't it does help having gone before. Mm-hmm. And just understanding, okay, here's here's what is going to come. Here's what's going to happen. You know, it's not overwhelming. We've done it before. We've done it, you know, on the girls' side a few times, boys' side a few times. So, um, and I'm I I don't know what's going to be different, uh, but I think I think it'll be schedule-wise, it should be pretty similar. You know, and the only thing we have a 1:30 game on Friday, which in the last the last couple times we went with the girls, I think we had 11 a.m. games. Uh, so I think the 1:30 a.m. or 1:30 afternoon game will help um but like you said it's not starting at 1 30 i mean there's no way you can't you can't schedule a noon game and then think you're going to start a 1 30 game at 1 30 there's just no way no so i don't know what they're going to do you started that answer with we have to practice today how good does that feel to say hey we have oh. practice today <laughs> well some years some years you have teams where you're like you know, I'm fine being done with practice now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, and and the last I'm telling you, most almost all the teams that I've had, like it, getting to come back out the next day is 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 the best thing. I mean, you know, for these guys, these, they they get along so well, and they seem to they seem to enjoy it. They seem to you know they they take it all in what what we're giving them, and and uh, you know they they seem to look forward to to coming out to practice and. You know, it's it's one of those where I look forward to come out practice. I know coming out to practice, and I know Stuky and uh, Nick and and Emma. You know, they 
they're all the same, you know. What I mean, so so I think everybody is is happy that we didn't have to have that, you know, end of the season talk last night. And man, it's it's great being able to 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 say that we played as long as we possibly could this year. So I kind of feel bad going into the game last night. It being Halloween, it being so busy this week. I didn't do a lot of research into triad. I just know the triad's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, but after looking at the stuff posted after the game, mm-hmm. you guys weren't supposed to beat that team. That, <laughs> no, we that team that team was ranked very high. Yeah, was very good all year long in all aspects of the game. And yeah, man, I mean, maybe for me that was good that I just walked into it thinking you guys had a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you guys think you had a shot? Absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, like I'm saying, I told you, we we had we had everything. I mean. You know, I had I watched seven of their games. Um, we knew what they were going to try and do. We and and having played them before, I think was key. Yeah. Because you, it's it's like football teams that that play our football team. You can't prepare for that kind of speed. You can't prepare for what they do uh, with your own practices. You just have to play it. And that's that's what Triad kind of brought to the table. We just had to play it. We had to see how fast they were, how hard they played. Uh, their intensity with every every play that they had. I mean, that that was one of the biggest things I took from the first time we played them is just how intense they are in every aspect of the game. And and I think our boys took away from that too. I think they saw that okay, here's here's where we got to be if if we want to if we want to do things this year. If we want to go as far as we possibly can. This is the gold standard. And and I think coming into last night's game, I think. I think you know our boys were were confident enough and and prepared. Like I, I, I feel strong strong enough in saying that I felt like I had them I had them prepared to play, and I feel good about saying that. You know I don't think that's cocky. I don't think that's you know arrogance. I just feel like they were ready, and and I think they knew that. And and I think when you when you make sure your kids are ready to play, when you know what they're going up against, I think that brings a level of confidence. When you're going up against a team, it doesn't always mean you're going to come out winning. You know I mean, but it, but. When they know what other teams are going to do, now they can kind of focus on on the little things that they're going to have to do to win. So I think that that was part of it. But then, and it comes down to just the boys had to do it. You know, the boys had to, they had to step up. They had to play every second. They had to. I mean, the, our intensity last night, I thought, was was if not matching, it was better. And that's what I told them for the game that you, you your intensity can't just match them. You have to be better than them. You have to be more intense. You have to be you have to outwork them. And again, like I didn't step on the field, so I didn't it, it didn't take any effort from me. They're the ones that had to get out there. And man, they put in a they put in one of the best efforts I've I've had as a team, like as a, as a coach, I think. And I even had uh, you know Zach Bell. Uh, I mean, you guys all remember Austin Bell's Austin's older brother Zach played for me my first year as a coach and Zach coached with me for uh, a couple seasons a few seasons and he and I still talk all the time and uh, he said he said that's that's probably your your biggest win in your history uh, of coaching and I'm like I don't know about that and that's that's a big thing to say <laughs> but then you start thinking about it and it's like well I mean when you know and, and national rankings haven't been a thing for a long time for yeah. with, with soccer but i looked last night and i didn't know either i wasn't i wasn't looking yeah. nationally they were ranked number 15 you know and take that for what it's worth right. i mean it's it's a it's an algorithm that that you know puts these things together but they're, they're getting these numbers somewhere you know and and it's like sounds cool yeah to say. <laughs> it sounds cool to say hey we beat the number 15 team of the country 
they cool, man, great. But you know, but I I do think it's it's a big win. It's a, it's a, I, I don't know that we've beaten a team or, or had a game where it was that maybe different in, in expectation for the game, and then come out with a win. I mean, we were talking maybe it was it was my uh, my brother his senior year. My, it was my first, I was I was an assistant coach that year, and we beat Sacred Heart Griffin. It was fall of a one, um, and that Sacred Heart Griffin team was unreal and we beat him in a shootout and it was one of those where we we shouldn't have we shouldn't have been on the same field as them and and i i draw some similarities with those two games so yeah a couple seasons ago i remember it was a cold afternoon in muhammad and it was on the girl side Uh uh-huh and toward the end of the game muhammad scored a couple late goals where it was like yep that girl was really good but I remember you just walking over to me and saying, I'm not mad we lost this game because mm-hmm. I know we're going to play them again. Right. And this just proved that. How, how similar was that situation this year to the triad team where, you, yeah, you lost to them, but you walked away saying, hey, our boys scored. Mm-hmm. They, they competed. Right. And now we walk into the seeing it, like you said, and knowing, hey, you know, they didn't beat us by seven. Right, right. It's, it's, it's a game where, hey, now yeah. I have a strategy. Now I can come up with a strategy. Yeah. No, it, it's huge. It's huge for the kids. It's huge for their confidence. Um, but, but when you look at, like, you know, it, when you look at this year, for example, you know, Springfield, Springfield handed it to us 3-0. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't upset with that. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was ready to see Springfield again. You know, and I think the boys were too. Uh, I think anytime you have a regular season game um, – and, and you're able to, you know, see what the other team's going to do. As long as you, as long as you, you know, you pay attention to that stuff and, and you notice tendencies and you're like, okay, here's what they did there. How are we going to fix that? How are we going to, you know, counter that? How, you know, what are we going to do? Um, and, and that Muhammad game was, was totally the same. I mean, I had been away from the girls game <clears throat> for, uh, you know, a few years before that. And I knew they had developed a rivalry with Muhammad, which I think is great. Um, and then, you know, we, we play that game and we see, I don't remember that girl's name, but she was fantastic oh, up top. So fast. <laughs> I know. And it was like getting to see that, you know, in person and getting to see what they do, getting to see how we matched up against them. It was, it was everything. And I didn't care that we lost. It was like, okay, yeah. you know, who, who cares? And we get to this point in the year, it's like what, nobody's, nobody's record matters. Nobody's going to remember, mm-hmm. you know, Doesn't the regular season you. stuff. Yeah. I mean, you and I have talked about conference. Like... <laughs> It's great. I, I, I mean, it's great for rivalries. It's great for, you know, local, you know, I guess um, just local stories. You know, it's, it's great having those. But when you get to the end of the year, I mean, what, what does it matter? You know, it, it really doesn't. It, it, it's one of those where you're as long as you're continuing to improve and you, you, you know, make sure, like I said, you make sure you just pay attention to those games that you had. And then you take a look at okay, what they do to break us down. What we do that was that we had some success. Um, you know, like with with Triad, we we were we were thinking we were going to get. <laughs> we didn't get a whole lot of opportunities, but we were looking more of of putting balls into the box. Uh, you know, long throws and and those types of things because um, we had seen some film that, that they didn't handle those that well. And then you know, the, our first game, Tucker Sprates scored a fantastic goal. You know, off of a, off of a free kick in the air, and it was we, we looked at that and we thought, okay, that's that's going to be somewhere where we're going to have an advantage. 
we, we didn't look at a lot of places and think we were going to have an advantage, so that was one of them. But, but again, seeing that pace, seeing what they do, and being able to maybe adjust what we do was, was a huge part of, of playing this again. Now, like you said, it was, we kept it close, which I think was a confidence booster for the boys. Um, you know, 3-2 looks great. That game probably should have been 8-2, if you really want to be honest. <laughs> like, but it wasn't. Yeah. So, uh, so 3-2 looks good. Uh, again, scoring those late goals, you know, lock it a hell, heck of a shot uh, <laughs> in that game. And, and again, that, that was just a boost. Um, and, and when you have that, when you have that confidence that you can play, and you're, you're going to do okay. I look at, like, the, the Glenwood game. For the girls, not this past season, season four, where they well, they beat us like seven or eight to nothing yeah. regular season. <laughs> now that's a little tougher to come back from yeah. and and try to adjust things. And we still gave them a, a game. We we battled, you know, the end of that year. But it was one of those where it's like, I don't I don't know what we're going to be able to do yeah. to really fix this, you know, other than just playing for a draw and go to a penalty shootout. Uh-huh. That would be it. But. Um, but yeah, as long as as long as you you have a little confidence that you can build off of, I think I think that's key. So, Rochester football, Derek Leonard <clears throat> has recently, you know, last ten years, gone to a, sometimes a two quarterback system. Mm-hmm. You have a two goalie system. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the first time ever. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that and how that goes into it because I mean, it's not like you have two seniors out there. You got two guys who right. Well, so a few years ago, I don't know if you remember. remember um, Tate Ferguson and Riley Beal. Yeah, you know, it, it, this is a very similar situation. Both, both of the goalies, Joel and, and Reed, uh, Joel Brock, Reed Lloyd, they bring they bring, uh, I guess traits, I guess uh, strengths to the game that that kind of complement each other. Like, you know, I feel like Joel is 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 much more of an aerial goalkeeper. He, he gets a lot of stuff in the air. If it's up here, he's going to get it. You know, he's he's, I think he's better that way. Uh, Reed, you see, is is much quicker coming off of his line. Uh, you know, he's he's a very good shot blocker, which Joel's a good shot blocker too. Joel saved a couple penalties and uh, done a great job with that too. But I think they both they both bring things that that um, you know maybe one not necessarily not necessarily doesn't have, but uh, but they just might be a little better at. Well, Riley and Tate were the same, and back then. You know, we just did it to where they we gave them full games. You know, we rotated every game with them. So I, we had a two goalie system back then. It just wasn't during a game. And looking back, <clears throat> you know, there's things that you look back at throughout your career. I look back at that and I think, you know, maybe maybe we should have done this back then. Um, I feel like we we talked to them about it, and this is what they want. That's what they wanted to do. And these two, like, they are very content just switching in game. You know, and it's it's nothing. I didn't play goalie, so I don't really know the kind of what goes into it mentally. Um, talk to people, and a lot of times I, I've just heard that goalies like to they like to get full games. They they don't want to be half and half. Um, I think these two, uh, I think they over the over the course of this season they become very close. I think last year they did too, because because they had Aiden Hughes above them, and and Aiden kind of showed them the way, uh, and and they were kind of playing. You know, they were they were doing a lot of JV stuff. Um, you know, this year we started out doing the game and game, and it was just you know it's one of those where if if you're alternating games, and neither goalie really separated themselves. Like nobody nobody had a game where it was just awful, you know, or or they were you know they, they were they 
showed in practice and in games that they were the clear number two. That never happened. So that's that's the thing with with that never happening and with those two both having traits and and things that uh, that complement each other and the game. It was just kind of like, well, let's let's give them halves and see how it goes. And then that worked into the giving them the rotation on the penalty kicks too. So it just, like I said, I, I've never done it before. I've never seen, I've never really seen it done either. Um, and I can't, I can't take any credit for this being a coaching decision. It was, <laughs> it's really what they decided. And and like I said, since nobody separated themselves. Um, We've, we've just gone with it. And, you know, we've talked about maybe, you know, we, what we talked about when we got to playoffs, maybe kind of going more of just one of them. But then it's like, how do you do that? You know, you, you, you can't because they've both, they've both played so well. You know, they, they yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't going to do that to them, and, and I wouldn't do that to them now. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so happy with how they've developed this year, though. It's, it's been great to watch. We're slightly pressed for time, so I want to make sure I get to this topic. Um, we talked about it last night in the in the post game, but I mean, the chance to to coach your son and mm-hmm. coach your kids is something that you've been doing your whole life. So right. um, I don't feel like that that's any different. But I want to ask when when Landon's out there and you see not only him playing for you and playing for the team, but how much more do you connect with the team when when this is the case? Like, do you feel like that's a it's a very good question because these guys you've just you've seen them all grow up mm-hmm. more than a typical team. I yeah, like. yeah. No, I I think that's it's a good question and a good point that having having that connection with Landon and and all of these guys, you know, playing club. He's played club with them. They've all played not all, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they weren't on our club team, I was able to watch them on other club teams, and, and they're all around the same age. Um, having that connection, number one, has has been great. Uh, and then the guys that he's been friends with since you know kindergarten, you know. So, you know, some of these guys have been coming over to, to our house since they were little kids. That is, that's the connection that I, I've always felt connected with my teams. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've, I've always felt that. I've never felt like, um, you know, I'm just not connected with. You know, I don't. They, these guys don't get me. I've never felt like that. Uh, but I will say that that since Landon's been in school, in high school. I have felt more of a connection with the teams just because maybe because I know more of, you know, what's what's going on on the weekends, what, who's hanging out with who, you know, what's what's happening with these guys. Pardon the interruption, just a reminder to all teachers to please make sure that you've sent out all the links to meetings. I've already had a few parents call about that they have not received them. So please make sure you've done this. Thank you. Have a great day. So yeah, so so because of all that stuff, yes, I I think there. Maybe it's just my perception, but but I think there is more of a connection with this group. I think you know the just the knowing these kids as well as I do, and um, yeah, the 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 talk though, you know, and I know their and their parents too. I think that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't. It's not that I, I, I don't want to talk to parents and don't want to deal with parents. I just, I don't really put myself out there. You know, I, I don't hang out with a lot of other parents. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't do that um, other than with a lot of these these parents. You know, again, I've known them forever. Um, you know, like, like, like Tucker's dad, Zach. I mean, Zach helped me rebuild my house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I've known Greg since Greg and I were in high school playing club soccer. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just little things like that. Uh, 
you know, it's just those connections. I mean, uh, Aaron Spengler, I went to high school with Aaron Spengler, Cohen's dad. You know, I mean, it, it, like I said, I've, I've, I've got, I've, I'm so tight with a lot of these guys uh, and, and families that, you know, just the, the fact that I'm able to coach their kids and, <clears throat> and, and have that connection, I think is, it's a special thing. Like it's one of those where when, when Landon graduates and goes on, when these boys move on, I mean, there's going to be a void. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult, you know? And, and then Grant, my younger boy, Grant will be in high school next year. Um, so I'll have kind of the, the similarities there. Um, you know, but eventually, you know, when he moves on too, I'll still be here. And unless they get rid of me for something, I don't know. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> <at this point. laughs> uh, but yeah, it, that's, that's going to be, it, it's been an adjustment going from not having your kids on your team, you know, and then, but I'm, I'll, I'll be used to it. And then it's going to be a huge adjustment when the kids won't be on the team. So um, yeah, but that's, that's down the road a ways. We don't have to worry about that. Cross that bridge we get there. Awesome. Take some time to enjoy this weekend. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for coming out. Thanks to Chad for his time. Best of luck to him and the Rockets this weekend. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please share it. I will see you next week.